was this like complete relief of oh, wow so I don't really need to go out and that pressure was taken off that you could yeah. actually just have your loungewear on all the time if anyone was going to see you they were always going to see you from the boobs down no they're all going to see you from the boobs down <laughs> <laughs> the kind of You're, sims that I've been having what kind of lockdown have you been in I know <laughs> I haven't been any of these calls, Puna. I'm feeling left out now. Uh, I meant from the boobs upwards. So, <laughs> I wish we could move into a culture where we could just see mum for who mum is rather than what size she is or how quickly she's pinging back. Hello and welcome to the Medic Mum podcast with me, Dr. Poonam. And me, Dr. Steph. In this week's episode, we are going to be talking about da, 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 the snapback or the anti-snapback. I think yes. snapback is an awful phrase, as I know many people do, and I think it should just be erased from any kind of postpartum terminology. But the snapback in inverted commas is, I guess it would we describe it as a bit of a phenomenon? Yes. Um, to me, it's a phenomenon because I don't understand it. Never happened to me, and I personally haven't seen it happen in real life but it's this thing that we seem to see celebrities go through isn't it Mm. um people who have their babies and miraculously four six eight weeks later are kind of back in their like little kind of skinny jeans with then a flat stomach and kind of rocking life but we know that that is not the reality so we wanted to just kind of go into a bit more detail about it i guess talk to you about um our experiences and how we feel and delve into a little bit about how social media can play a role as well and maybe what we can do to kind of try and protect ourselves from it. Exactly that and actually there probably is a minority of people and I'm sorry that if you are somebody that has just snapped back yeah. because yeah. do you know what there is there is a thing there is genetics does come into play a little bit and you know if you were really super fit beforehand and were really super fit and toned during your pregnancy year you know there are some people that can just snap back in inverted commas but it's not the general kind of trend but mm. each of us I think what happens is you put the pressure on yourself because mm-hmm. you expect um, to kind of essentially do the Kim Kardashian thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? And one of the things, interestingly, that happened having had a baby in lockdown and having spoken to a few of my friends as well, it was this like complete relief of, oh, wow, so I don't really need to go out. And that pressure was taken off that you yeah. could actually just have your loungewear on all the time. If anyone was going to see you, they were always going to see you from the boobs down. No, they're all going to see you from the boobs down. <laughs> the kind of sims that I've been having. What kind of lockdown have you been in? I know. I haven't been privy to any of these calls, Puna. I'm feeling left out now. Uh, I meant from the boobs upwards. So <laughs> this is what happens when you have a podcast recording at 11pm at night. Oh my God. Uh, so as I was saying, most of us were having Zoom conversations from the boobs upwards. So as in nobody had to see your bottom half and they, mm-hmm. you know, had to worry about, you know, that pressure that always comes with wanting to, like, it's like you're, you're obsessed with wanting to grow that bump. Like as soon as like, I would look every day and be like, oh my God, actually, I did that in my first pregnancy. In my second mm-hmm. one, I just had a bump from like the moment I found I was pregnant oh yeah and if anything I was actually I gained so much weight during my second pregnancy like Mm -hmm. 
it's the heaviest I've ever been in my life. And I didn't enjoy it because I've Mm. always been a petite person. I'm quite short. And I felt that every time people saw me, I know it was not ill intended, but I always had the, wow, you've really popped. And I got that from like the very beginning. And it really put it put me into a complex, actually. I used to get really upset about it. I was like, I'm not even 20 weeks yet, but mm. I look like I'm 30. Um, mm. And, you know, like, just every part of me grew. And instead of being able to celebrate that because of the way that others talked to me about it, I felt really shamed for the first time in my life, mm. having always, like, never really had that as an issue before. So I just felt that people would see like my size over me and I wasn't I don't know I don't even know if that makes any sense so as a result of that after I had her like I was still very conscious but then Mm -hmm. because I didn't have to go out and see anybody it's like oh this is all right yeah and I think even though we're talking we're kind of we intended to talk about the postnatal but you're completely right like uh, prenatal when you were pregnant why do people feel the need to comment on the size of the bump or how you <gasps> look? And the thing is, it can go both ways, can't it? Because there are people who, yeah, will be like, wow, look at you. Like, are you sure you're not having twins? That type yes. of, you know, really oh God, unhelpful yeah. comment. But then on the other side of the spectrum, you've got, oh, you know, your bump is quite um, petite and small. Yeah. And while some people might look at that as a oh, that's, you know, that's quite a nice thing to say. Again, other people are like, well, is there something wrong with my baby? you know, that they're not growing properly. And we know that um, people uh, will have babies who have what's called intra intrauterine um, growth restriction and is actually a genuine problem. And so that can also incite worry. So I just think either way, if you see a pregnant lady, uh, just say you look well. Don't, yeah. you know, there's no need to comment on bump or anything like that because you just never know what their anxieties might be. Exactly that. And I I think it's just in general in society, I just wish people could be like that where we could just see one another for what we are. Yeah. But I think it's the comments and sometimes culturally as well. Like I find coming from an Asian culture, um, there's people are a lot more disinhibited (laughs) with their comments. And, you know, you're either really healthy, which means fat, actually, um, when they say it like that, Mm. um, or yes, you're not eating enough. And Mm. it's because over generations, this image has been built up of what the perfect pregnant woman looks like. Mm -hmm. And there is no such thing, because as you say, like, you know, we all come from different health backgrounds, past medical histories, our pregnancies may have challenges. You know, I had a very challenging, difficult pregnancy. Um, And the one thing, though, that made me feel really down, it made me actually, I didn't see as many people because I just felt like I I looked like a whale. Mm. And it's just a shame, but it was just, and I actually wrote about it in several articles because I was like, you know, I'm like, I felt like, I was big bump shamed. I didn't even know bump shaming was a thing. Yeah. Because I didn't have that in my first pregnancy. My first pregnancy, you know, I was a lot younger then as well. Like, so seven years before, mm. um, I was probably in, you know, a whole different fitness state as well. Mm-hmm. But I remember just kind of getting to that point of 20 weeks going, God, I'm not really showing yet. And at that same stage, the same people were like, God, are you sure you're having a baby? <laughs> you know, and the very people this time were like, my goodness, you've just... I hate that word popped. <laughs> yeah, popped. I know, like it suddenly just boom, it's there. Yeah. No, it is there. And I just think that 
I don't know. I definitely learned that um, that is the point, like pregnancy is the point where people start to give you their opinions. Mm. And that's where the comments start to come in, isn't it? Because I feel like a lot of parenthood, like at the beginning, um, or even just throughout it, is it's full, it can be full of people, you know, may very well be well-meaning comments, but there's just a lot of comments on there about mm. how what you're doing, how you look. Oh, you look tired. Again, never tell a new mum or just a mum parent that they look tired. They know yeah. they're feeling <laughs> they're feeling really tired. Um so it's just I think it's just all of those unhelpful comments. Um Absolutely. isn't it that we could very much do without. But yes, but I think that that feeds into then what your postpartum journey looks yeah. like. Yeah. Because I mean I you know, you have the bump and then it's like, oh God, is it a girl or is it a boy bump? Oh, you're too low. <laughs> you know, the number of times I got, oh God, you've dropped. And I was like, well, you're saying that. Does that mean you think I'm gonna my baby's gonna come early? Like, you know, and it just it all feeds in. And but the thing is, I guess my point at the very beginning, which I made very badly, was you ultimately get to a point where you're like in love with your bump eventually. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, oh my God. Like, you know, the bigger, at the very end, I was like, oh God, she's, you know, she's here. <laughs> and then as soon as you have them, the pressure goes on because that same body that you've just fallen in love with is transformed so much and carried your gorgeous baby into the world. You go, I need to snap back. Mm. And then the pressure starts because it doesn't work like that physiologically. You need to allow your body time to heal time to slowly gradually recover you need to feed it with good stuff you need to when you feel that you're ready and able to gently start the exercise it's a slow process I want to know how these celebrities do it I have no idea do you know what I always tell myself I'm like behind the scenes they put well firstly pre-pregnancy like some people like you said some people are also just they have in terms of where they start from um Mm. they are in great shape and that's what a lot of celebs, you know, they're in the public eye. So they're, a lot of their job is to look great. So they've got, uh, you know, maybe a chef making them meals, like healthy, nutritious meals every day. They've got a personal trainer however many times a week. Um, they have a stylist. So they've got a team of people around them. And again, that doesn't change. So postnatally as well, um, they've got all of those. I think I just think there's, they must have a lot of support. That's what at least I tell myself. And they've got, yeah. you know, if they've got other kids and they've got childcare that frees them up to allow them to kind of go and do that. And you're right that, you know, genetically, <laughs> some people might be very blessed and very lucky to find it very easy to go back to the shape that they were before. Um, but that is not the reality. So I don't know. That is what I tell myself anyway. And I'm sure some people go through some really awful diets as well. Like even though a person, and this is the other thing that's really important to distinguish is that you may look healthy in inverted commas and people see that as someone who has gone back to maybe their, uh, what the same shape that they were like before they had a baby that doesn't equate to health necessarily mm. if you've had to restrict, restrict, restrict in terms of calories or go on some awful fad diet to get there and not eaten solid food for, you know, however many weeks. You know, mm. we just, we don't know the extremes that people are necessarily going through. Yeah. And that is definitely not healthy. Yeah. But there seems to be this association that if you are slim or you look great, then that means that you are therefore healthy. And I think yeah. that it's a lot more, it's a lot more nuanced than that. 
Absolutely. And there's other things that come to play into as well. For example, if you're breastfeeding, you yeah. know, when you're breastfeeding, mm-hmm. your appetite is is very different. You are, you, you know, your metabolism is faster. You are obviously feeding another human being. So you're going to want to eat more. You're going to be starving. I remember mm-hmm. the first few weeks, my goodness, you're just constantly hungry. Yeah. But yeah. You're also feeding a huge amount as well. So women tend to, if they're breastfeeding, tend to lose weight a lot quicker. Um, and that's just the sheer nature of it. For, for some, that actually becomes a bit of a pro for like mm-hmm. another plus to, to breastfeeding. But um, but I think, you know, you don't know where somebody is even mentally, mm. you know, whether they are under a lot of stress in those first few weeks. What mums typically tend to do is, you know, you naturally will shed off a lot of like the excess kind of fat that you've put on that's kind of cushioned the baby and cooking the baby and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But you might find mums are comfort eating. You might find mums that are so stressed they're not eating. You might mm-hmm. find that they're just not looking after themselves very well. Lots of us can relate to that where, mm-hmm. you know, you're so tired, you've kind of fed the baby, changed the baby a million times, baby sleeps, you just want to nap. Like you'd rather sleep, like sleep becomes everything Mm. over everything. Um, And I think it's just, I wish we could move into a culture where we could just see mum for who mum is rather than what size she is or how quickly she's pinging back. I get asked Mm. a lot and it's never out of malice. I think it's a compliment that people think from what they see of me on social media you know, from the boobs down. <laughs> I need to sign up to that channel as well. I've not seen any of that. <laughs> Trust me, you do not want to see that anywhere. Um, but I think that people go, God, you know, it's amazing. How have you pinged back? And I'm like, don't be fooled by the sides of my face. Like, you know, <laughs> because I am nowhere. And I think it, it probably comes to a relationship with yourself too. Like I, after I had my son, I, you know, talked about it before, had a very traumatic experience, had a lot of postpartum complications, but I'd gained a lot of weight and sort of around just the bump when I had him. So I was a very petite person, huge bump. But postpartum wise, I didn't heal and I had um, sort of clotting issues and all the rest of it. Point being that I was bed bound for a long time. So all Mm. that like loose skin and all that, Mm. you know, just... It, it, it got me to a point that I've not, and I still am in there. I've got like a long way to go, but I'm not comfortable with sort of my skin anymore. Mm-hmm. Just not comfortable with the way that my body's evolved. And then maybe it's a conversation for another time. But I think just because people look presentable or look from the outside because they carry themselves, or whatever, you know, I think our bodies do these transformative things that ultimately what matters is how you feel about your body Mm. and I think when people say to me it's amazing how you look and I'm like well you don't know how I feel about Mm. my body anymore Mm. because what you see isn't necessarily what I feel Mm -hmm. and some women own like the changes and love the stretch marks and love the loose kit and I respect them and I cannot wait for a day where I am there Mm -hmm. but I think that it's it's just not a one size fits all kind of thing. And I think it's just very important how we speak to one another. It's really like, that's what matters the most. Yeah. And do you know what? I very much, and I'm sure lots of others listening will appreciate you saying that because like you said, there is a bit of a, 
a drive or movement, let's say, to to embrace all of those things about our body and what our bodies have been through. And like you said, I think that there is so much value in that. And I, I'm at an absolute awe of the women that kind of will get down to their like swimming costumes or like bikinis and kind of show. I love it. I'm show like, all wow. of the, you know, the, the cellulite, everything, because we can all relate to that. Yeah. Would I personally be able to do it? I don't know. I, what well, I say, I don't know. No, I wouldn't yeah. feel comfortable doing that. And that's not because I don't appreciate what my body has been through. But yeah, like you said, I think we're all on our own individual journey with yeah. our postnatal body. And I think that it's also, it's fantastic to be able to say that you feel so positive in that way. On the flip side, it's also okay to be like, oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm not, I'm not hugely comfortable with it. And maybe there are some things that I would kind of like to change because sometimes I feel like you can't say that and you can't say, Mm. actually, I would like to lose a little bit of weight if I could, you know, and I'm not, again, we're not talking about extremes here, but um, yeah, I think it's just appreciating that everyone is in a different place. Yes. And I think this is what I struggle with so much on social media because you want to, you kind of don't want to upset anyone. But in the midst of it, you're like, actually, what I really want to see is my own experience. It is one person's journey. And I think particularly platforms like social media or Instagram, for example, that's so visual, it's very easy to kind of feel that you can't speak up and say, hey, I'm not comfortable. Mm -hmm. Because generally we hear of the people that are, you know, proud and body positive. And I so respect them. Uh, I just, I'm not there yet, but I equally don't see an awful lot of women opening up and saying that they're not comfortable with their bodies. Yeah, and I bet there are so many, there are so many. And I think people almost just need to be given permission because you saying that, I'm like, yeah, I feel exactly the same way. And I have no doubt that many others will too. So I think um, this is the power of sharing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, but I think you bring up such a good point about social media and how, uh, I mean, it's a phrase that we like is said over and over again, but appearances can be deceiving, can't mm. they? Um, and no matter how much we try to, we or kind of people try to keep it real online, inevitably there is there are parts of it which are still filtered and I think that if we're doing a story or if we are taking a photo obviously we'll do you know or if it's a photo for a grid post for example you'll take a few you don't just take the first one and go yeah that'll do Mm. you take like I don't know if you look at my camera (laughs) my camera (laughs) scroll like (laughs) my poor husband he's like okay I've done like 20 now is that enough and obviously I'll look at them be like no they're all terrible um you you go and you pick the best angle don't you because that is what um kind of I don't know it's kind of what we're programmed to do do social media it's like you go for a bit of escapism yeah. And it's like when you're picking, like, you know, you get a professional photo shoot done. You're not going to pick the most yeah. stupid picture of yourself. Yeah. You're going to have, like, a gallery of, yeah. like, nice photos. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's just about reining it back in and keeping it real. And what does keeping it real means? Like, it actually means doing what feels right to you in that moment. Mm-hmm. If you feel that day that you want to show yourself 
with a little bit of a filter, then mm-hmm. that's absolutely fine. I feel that my issue with filters, for example, comes in if somebody's trying to sell a beauty product or whatever. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then they're going, oh, my God, look how amazing my skin is with a view to sell something. But actually, that's not like, don't filter that. But mm-hmm. I feel that if somebody wants to come on and they, like, you know, want to, like, who am I to judge? Like, I don't know how they're feeling that day. And if mm-hmm. they like doing that, then so be it. Like, you know, um, but I think... It's such a double-edged sword because you don't know if somebody's doing it to make themselves feel better because they have deep-rooted insecurities or whether it's just because that's what the world wants to see. And I think, I mean, you've certainly spoken a lot about this recently mm. and I commend you for that. Like, tell me why you kind of decide to speak up about using the filters or not. Yeah, so I, yeah, I did speak about it recently. I think it's because I realised that, well, just in general, uh throughout covid lockdown i think we are all we are all scrutinizing our appearance more and that's because of um social media but also the fact that we're at home we're doing the zoom calls we're doing the facetimes and we're having to look at our faces so much more and mm. as a result maybe our you know our appearance and so people have been getting into skincare more i actually did a live with my really good friend zina who's a dermatologist and she said that actually over this time um, treatments like injectables, Botox, etc. That's gone up by like thirty percent, I think, over the pandemic. Really, even that's not yeah. being allowed. Well, I think when you're allowed to, like that, oh, wow. in those in those in those pockets of time where you've been allowed to go, and I think that that is just so telling of what's happening at the moment. And I think I just became conscious of the filters that really distort. Um, you know, there are ones that, so there were ones previously that basically could make it look like you'd had a nose job, all of those things. But I think mm. I read an article where those were actually banned. And now, interestingly, um, it's also, uh, if you are an influencer and you're trying to sell a product, you're not allowed to use a filter. And if you are, again, that's, it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if it's illegal, but it's against the that's good. Kind of advertising standards um, agency, which is, yeah, which is, which is good and so vital, but I have no, I have no doubt that there are still some people who be, you know, who will Hatching be doing up, it and kind yeah. of sneak it. Yeah. Kind of sneaking in there. And that's the thing. There are so many photo editing apps and you just think, like you said, it's a fine balance. Are you using it? Because maybe that day that's just kind of what you need is a bit of a boost, but you realize that, um, that's what the filter is there for, but you still appreciate your own experience, your own appearance and and your skin for the way it is. Or is it that, I don't know, is my worry is that it's a downward spiral. Mm. Um, when, when is, when is it too much? When is it okay to use? And I think I just, I worry because I guess I've got two little girls and I think are they going to be growing up looking at these people on social media with these kind of perfectly flawless faces and thinking why doesn't why doesn't my skin look like that why doesn't Mm. my face look like that like healthy skin has pores there are so many isn't it amazing there are so many makeup products and skincare products that talk about like minimizing pores but they are they are there for a purpose Mm. and they are signs of um, you know they are part of healthy skin there is nothing wrong with having pores yet for some reason I don't know if it's a marketing thing we have been fed this message that visible pores is not a good is not a good look it's not yeah. a good thing um, but everyone if you look up if you come like you know really close up to everyone's skin you're gonna see pores yeah so I think that's I think my that's my worry is that it's the it's the downward spiral and um how I, I just yeah 
I feel like it's poten- potentially, potentially dangerous. I know it's kind of like, I guess, when we were little and we had the Barbie dolls, you know, we kind of had that, mm. this is what your body should look like and what yeah. the front covers of the magazines were like. And I'm, I'm really pleased that we're seeing more inclusion of yeah. all shapes, sizes, colours on the fronts of magazines now. Dolls mm. are a lot more representative. Mm-hmm. But yes, there has been with the dawn of social media, particularly aesthetic um, visual platforms like Instagram, Mm -hmm. that has kind of grown this generation of people that are super filtered. I mean, you look at some Mm. people's grids and they're not reality, you know, you think that's not like family life, how it looks. And I get that, you know, people like to create this as a catalogue of, you know, what, what, what. I, I don't know they want to showcase but yeah it's 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 through a lens isn't it it's not it's not the reality mm. um and I don't know I, I kind of find it's 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 really tricky because you don't want to judge anybody else and that's not what this is about at mm. all um it's about kind of where is the line and yeah. as you say you know with young children that we're raising how do we teach them to embrace, mm. like, themselves and be comfortable in themselves um, when their their life pretty much is online a lot of the exactly. time? And I think that if we as 30-something-year-old women are experiencing this, like, what is it going to be like for them who are so vulnerable and impressionable as well? And I mm. think the difficulty for me, actually, and I think about this so much and I don't have the answer, is because we are like, you know, we're on Instagram as well. And it, there is an element of it that is related to aesthetics. And if we were to do, you know, when we do our lives together, I think put on a bit of makeup, make sure that I do my hair. But is that what I normally look at like at 8.30 in the evening? No, like definitely not. That's not what I would look like at all. But so I, I do also worry, I'm like, how much am I, how much am I feeding into that? as well how much am I kind of playing a role in that and so I guess having conversations like this for me is useful because I kind of want people to know that it again it's it's not reality um but maybe it's the people again it's not it's not about judgment isn't it but you just but it's not because what you say there's really interesting because we're so different so for me for example like even sitting right now it's 11 p.m like I like the first thing, it's it's like my absolute me time. It's it, I would rather do my makeup than have my breakfast. That's terrible, <laughs> isn't it? Like, but you know, like I take so much joy in sort of my appearance in my mm-hmm. real life. It's the way yes. that I've grown up. Like my mum, my granddad. Like it was always like get up, put your best self forward. You know, and and like. At 8 p.m. at night, for example, I still would be because I like I take my makeup off just before I go to bed, and um, because I I just love the look and feel of that. But I won't like filter myself, for example, on like like I don't do these because I don't even know how to do them. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many different types, but do you know what? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is the interesting thing. Again, like kind of because filters versus makeup and you know mm. what's what's the difference because like you I also love doing my skincare routine yeah. love taking those kind of I say five minutes 10 minutes let's say 10-15 yeah. minutes in the morning to do my makeup or even like make that effort to do my hair 
But I feel like with makeup, you can, you know, it's powerful. You There's a spectrum. You can do light makeup. You can do really heavy makeup. But it's still, you're not distorting the shape of your face. Like oh. some of these filters are just absolutely ridiculous, aren't they? And yeah. they are kind of completely flawless. And I think that um, that's maybe where the where the difficulty lies yeah that's the thing I wouldn't necessarily stop my makeup because I love it like you said no I wouldn't I wouldn't (laughs) and I think it's just it's just like why are you doing it you know are you doing it for yourself you're doing it for others like I think that Mm. that's the thing are you um you know like I was kind of raised very much with you know you get ready you you don't get ready for a man you get ready for you like my mum's always been like you know yeah my mum still rocks it. Like she just chooses her outfits and she's just so stylish. And I, I love that. Like I get ready mm. for me. And sometimes my son will be like, where are you going? And this whole past year, like we've gone nowhere. But every day he's seen <laughs> me, he's get up, you know, I'm like, I'm putting on a bright lip and putting on a bright top. I'm going to get dressed because I get ready for me. Mm. And I think it's important to kind of empower children. And I feel that's a big gift my mum did to for me. But then over the last few years when pregnancy happened and subsequent body changes, I I just have yet to to find my space of comfort within all of that. Mm. Um, and I think that that's okay, which is why yeah. I never answer the question. I get asked on Instagram all the time when I do a Q&A. It's like, how did you lose your weight? How did you? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not ready yet to answer that because I have... Yeah. I'm not comfortable yet sort of in my skin about that. And I used Mm. to kind of wonder what people meant when they were like, in my skin. But I think that there is transitions that take place for a woman throughout her life. And some are comforting and easy Mm -hmm. transitions, some not so, I think. Um, And I think it's almost kind of remembering as well on social media that whatever you're seeing, very rarely... um, if it's that kind of very polished, you know, that's not what people are like behind the scenes no. all the time. No, and, you know, to to embrace the parts of you, for example, like when you say the skin, like what is normal skin, um, that blemishes are part of the norm. And yeah, but equally, if you want to cover them totally, like, you know, if yeah. I get a spot, like I, you know, I, if, if, if I'm having bad skin days, like it's up to me if I want to show that or not. And yeah. like 100% of the time, I don't want to show that off. <laughs> it's just yeah. I'm not comfortable. But that doesn't yeah. mean somebody else who's comfortable is, you know, we're all allowed to do that. It's just mm-hmm. about being kind. and But also, I think when it comes to children, is it's just helping them along their journey because as their body changes, like my wee boy is eight, going to be eight this year, his body's going to start changing. Already yeah. there's some questions starting to kind of come up and it's yeah. it's important just to kind of approach those conversations gently, kindly, mm. like really just positively and trying to, as much as you can, censor the kind of stuff that perhaps they're looking at mm. that won't be healthy or to remind them if they are looking at something, you know, and I don't think that that's actually, you know, that's not real, is it? That's not mm. work, you know, because... Yeah. We see, especially in young children, more and more, and we're seeing it younger and younger, that things like eating disorders are becoming oh, more prevalent. Yeah. Um, and, you know, especially low mood, low self-esteem, you know, body um, kind of awareness 
it's these things have been discussed in playgrounds and they've mm. got accessibility to to YouTube and TikToks and what mm. have you from a very early stage. So it's I, I totally get why you say the worry is there. Yeah. I think, oh gosh, wouldn't it be great? I, I always, the more I, um, I think the older I get, um, <laughs> the more I think that if there was almost one skill or one thing that I wish that um, we could all have, it's like a superhero skill, would be just almost that, like an invisible shield where you could see stuff and it would just, if it had the potential to affect you in a negative way that you could just like ping it, ping it back and be like, no, not having that. That's not, that's not coming into me and kind of affecting my space because that's what all of this is, isn't it? Is seeing external things and our responses to them. And I Mm. wish that I was like, I had this like Zen like state where like nothing would fade me Mm. and nothing would affect me. Um, But I guess with our kids, it's, yeah, it's, it's pointing things out, teaching them, trying to teach them things, you know, just being, sounds so cheesy, but that inner happiness is yeah. all I would hope for, for the girls. Um, we need to find that ourselves, yeah, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. And I think this is it though, isn't it? Because as you say there, like there isn't really that middle ground, which is probably where me and you sit. We either see those people who are totally polished to the nth degree and filtered mm. out and da 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 or we've got the people that are really like confident in their skin and are comfortable showing off the flaws and like that's that's amazing mm-hmm. and then there's those in the middle that are just like I don't really know and I just want to <laughs> yeah. say that I'm not really kind of okay yet and yeah. not really sure where I sit and yeah. still kind of working through the journey and the process and that's okay and I think do you know what and it's really interesting that you say that because that's just made me think of someone that I follow that I think I think she's beautiful but she does days where she's glammed up for shoots yet she does days where she has no makeup on at home she has days where she's like oh I tried this on it's um I don't feel so comfortable in it and then and then other days where um she's like love this dress it like you know it's really flattering etc and I think I think that's the kind of narrative that Mm. I really appreciate because I really connect with that because I guess what we're saying is that we all like to dress up a little bit. We all like to look good. Who doesn't like, who Mm. is going to say, I don't like looking nice. Like everyone loves that feeling, but equally knowing that that is, like you said, that is not what's Mm. happening all the time. We have, you have the downtime as well. And that is what reality is because wake up you put on the makeup in the morning you might you know previous before scrubs like I had took so much pride in my work wardrobe which I absolutely love I you know took so much pride in kind of building up a nice little collection of work dresses but then equally I like a bit of downtime as well so I don't know I I think it's finding the people that you can connect with on social media and if you can't and you're like oh my god come on that is ridiculous then unfollow absolutely and I think when it comes to the next time anyone's asked ask the question of you know, how did you ping back? Like I did a clinic just la- uh, last week and it was, you know, it was a post-nasal clinic and sort of mums varied anywhere between three months postpartum mm-hmm. um, and actually there was a few that were sort of a wee bit further along than that. You know, mums of all different shapes and sizes and, you know, and you just, you don't, like, I don't know, we, we're obviously, we don't look at that. Like we just kind of, it, but it's, I guess, to kind of say here that, there is no such thing as the perfect, like, 
weight or the perfect mm. pre-baby thing to get to because nobody really mm. truly like your body never returns to that pre-state ever again it yeah. transforms and then the best thing to always do is just to kind of take your time with it mm. is not to kind of feel the pressure from anywhere and most often the pressure comes from the self because mm. you have an idea of what it should be like and actually mm. if you just go with the flow making sure that you're doing all you can to nourish yourself and to eat as well as you can and absolutely do not deny yourself if you feel like you need the treats and things because you're human <laughs> and just you know just try and find the balance because ultimately this is what I found is that you've got little eyes watching you mm. and how you conduct yourself like you're teaching by default yeah so I think that you know nothing in extremis is ever good yeah. Um, but you know, remember that the celebrities, like we rarely see patients that come in and just go six weeks later of just ping back and are, you know, and especially in lockdown, this has not happened. So a lot of us, maybe that's part of the anxiety of going back into the world of like, oh no, I, I, I really ate a bit too much. <laughs> I have to say, I definitely resonate with that. I, yeah, I am, I'm a little I do have that anxiety of kind of going back out and like <laughs> going back out into the real world. Yeah. Um, I've recently done like loads of clothes deliveries. I like, tried on jeans. I hate jean shopping, but you oh, know, just too. trying to find jeans that are well, you know, that are worth that can actually fit. But um, yeah, I think that I think that what you said is 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 so true. And also to remember that our kids do not care. They do they don't. not care what we look like, and they think that we are just gorgeous. The most amazing things ever, exactly. So try to kind of remember and kind of holding on to that as well, yeah. I think is really important. Oh, absolutely. They literally just, that's it, isn't it? Like we never put filters on for them. Mm-hmm. We never, um, and yeah, I think I think just everything you say there, I totally connect with that. I just wish that more of us mums believed and saw that. Mm. I think if we loved ourselves the way that our kids love us, I think we'd be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. How do we do that? <laughs> I don't know. I walked in tonight and it was just gorgeous, right? Like I hadn't seen Elora all day. And I said to my husband, actually, we literally had this conversation as I was eating. I said, I just love how excited she is when mm. she sees me. Like I had such a long day. But I was like, it's so authentic. Mm-hmm. it's so raw like it's mm-hmm. just not even like the eyes all twinkle up anyway and she's just like hold me hold me but it's the legs that, that they're going the legs oh are just God, so excited legs. you this know is... and the hands are flapping because the excitement is so I'm doing it right now the, yeah, the yeah. excitement is just so unbelievable and I'm like nobody greets you like that with just such like oh my god hold me I yeah. love you you're just yeah. the best thing that's ever happened and yeah wouldn't it just be amazing if you could just wake up, look at yourself and feel that much excitement for yourself? Oh, yeah. I have so much work to do. <laughs> I know. We need to like bottle that up somehow and sell it because that would be gold. Imagine. <laughs> it's just priceless. Um, but yeah, I think that's just it. So in terms of snapping back, there's no such thing as snapping there's back. No such Take thing. your time, own mm-hmm. your story. You are absolutely beautiful and you know, ultimately it's just how you feel inside that matters the most. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I hope that you enjoyed having a listen to that episode. And I mean, if you resonate at all, please feel free to send us a message um, or leave us a comment. Um, And don't forget to rate and review as well on Apple or any other platform where you listen to your pods on. Thank you for listening and we will see you guys soon. Bye.